You're listening to Voices of Value, a selection of valuable insights designed to help you get more out of your professional and personal life through simple and easy-to-adopt life lessons. If you're keen to enjoy a better quality of life at work and at home, sit back and join the conversation with your hosts, Peter Kakos and Rick Rushton. Voices of Value, episode 23 with my good friend Peter Kakos, Rick Rushton here and a very special guest, Pete. Yeah, we certainly do, Rick. But before we get into that, I just want to say congratulations oh, on, on the big, <laughs> the big week that was. You you hit the stage of TEDx. Yes, I did. at Docklands, which um, just uh, I was you know lucky enough, privileged enough to be in the room to see you share you know absolute fifteen to twenty minutes of just pure pure passion, and uh, it was it was magnificent, mate. Thank so you, well mate. done. Appreciate it. Thank you for all your help because, as you know, we were sort of prepping that on the way in as I was driving in my car and you were driving in yours. But no, it was a great experience. Nothing like a little bit of last minute uh, Well, it was authentic. Tweak. It was real. And luckily, you know, in all seriousness, you did sort of crystallise my thinking and uh, so yeah, I was really happy with it and to see some smiling faces of people I knew like you and obviously our son was there and his girlfriend and you know, some good sort of friends that were there. That was great. But um, yeah, so thank you. Mate, appreciate it. Yeah, and I'm sure there's many more things to share about that uh, that particular day and uh, in future podcasts. But today, look, I am super excited to um, to have a lady. Caroline Boulderston is is joining us today, and uh, Caroline and I met. Um, it was quite interesting. We, we, we met some time ago in Australia at a um, at a conference, yep. but uh, but got to spend a great deal of time together. Um, by chance, actually, yep. I was overseas. I went to an Inman conference and then went and um, went and uh, saw Keller Williams Mega Camp, which yep. was mega amazing. <laughs> and uh, day one, strolling on in, thinking I'm the only Aussie there, but how wrong was I? And there's uh, there's Caroline. So it was gee, it was a thrill to see her, and we just spent the next four to five days together and just embracing what Keller Williams was all about. So now has become a, a company that we are both in, incredibly fond of and have some very close um, some friends there. Yeah. But Caroline is is a super coach. She yep. started an academy with Belle off her own bat. Yep. Just created the academy herself and uh, and started taking some, um, some agents to incredible levels in terms of uh, gross commission and real high-performing sales teams as well. So not just individually working with with agents but working with teams as well so her she is all about high performance and uh she now has a um uh, a seminar called or a course if you like called being bold yeah i think that's just absolutely sounds amazing doesn't it smart branding (laughs) and of course we got the great fortune of just having a little teaser with caroline just uh in our christmas special where she just sort of spoke for five six seven minutes i think it was and uh, very well received so we've got this great opportunity today to expand on some of that and talk about obviously the key words of expectation and engagement and collaboration and just the things that she's so bloody good at to be truthfully honest yeah i think uh when we first chatted with caroline at the start of the year to say that we want to get you on and what would you like to speak on she said, well, I love to speak on great expectations. And what I'm like, wow, topic. what a great I'm, topic. I'm in. I've got my <laughs> yeah. journal open. <laughs> Absolutely, because um, expectations play such a big part of our life and uh, in the communication aspect of it as well. But yep. um, but let's not uh, take away any of your thunder because she has got so much to share with us all today. So welcome to Voices of Value, Caroline. 
Hello, hello, Peter, and hello, Rick. How are you? Well, we're very well enough that long introduction. Unfortunately, that's all the time we've got, Carolyn. So thanks for joining <laughs> us, and we'll uh, no, we uh, so thankful for this opportunity. And you're straight off the stage from a pretty big event up in Sydney, and we're just really fortunate to have you at this moment. Before we get into Caroline, just um, just recap a little bit about your journey because you were a, a super agent and then went into some great coaching and um, and, and your passion for the industry has remained incredibly strong and you're, you're just such a giver and such a sharer of information. Talk us through a little bit about your journey. Well, uh, my journey, I, I basically got into real estate later in life. I was, you know, 33 at the time and, you know, find yourself in a position where you go, how has my life ended up like this? I'd split up from a relationship, had to sell the house, found myself renting a one-bedroom apartment, going, oh, my God, I've got 40 grand left to my name. This isn't right. So I looked at my skills and what I enjoyed doing and thought, you know what, I want to embark on a new career because typically I've always done things kind of in 10-year blocks, it seems. I've noticed that little pattern. So I got into real estate, got given a great opportunity here in Manly up in Sydney and um, very fortunate to work with great people and with great brands. And so sold real estate in Manly for 10 years and loved it, went through all the highs and lows, went through the the GFC in the middle of it and um, and it's interesting my experiences there with what's happening at the moment in the market. But what I found was because I had pushed super hard for like straight up because of my situation and out of necessity and, and desire to achieve and, you know, the ambition that I've just always had for some reason, um, I, I felt that I was a bit burnt out so I needed a break and then the I was working with Bell at the Bell brand at the time for the Bell Property Manly office and the CEO of Bell nationally just had sort of invited me in from time to time to share my insights and my experiences and my skills with others and I found I loved it and he basically said, if ever you feel you want a different direction, I'd love you to come on board and set up an academy so we can we can have Bell coaches and trainers working with Bell people. He was he was very um very focused on, you know, having our own, sharing what we believe in with our own. So that resonated with me because I very much love the brand. And yeah, I just thought, you know what, I just need a break. I thought I would do it for like a year or two, get it set up and then hightail it out of there and go back to selling. I had somebody back in my office babysitting my database for me because I genuinely thought it would go back. Um, and look, that was back in, I, st- I did, that was 2012. So um, five years later was beginning of 2017 and the academy went from strength to strength. I loved it. We had several coaches on board and trainers and I just felt it was kind of time for another shift in my direction and I've decided to get out on my own and, and work with more people because I loved what I did for Bell, but I thought it was time to hand over the reins and somebody else could, you know, take it to the next level after me. And I, I, I'm now fortunate to work with different brands across the country. I think it's amazing that I get to, I'm learning more doing that as well. So it's great for me. And as I said from the outset, your signature coaching program, Being Bold, is uh, I'm hearing is is just been having incredible benefits for for agents. How are you enjoying that? Yeah, look, I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it because I what I love about the one on one coaching is I actually have an opportunity to really 
get 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 into somebody's behaviors, their beliefs, to to really untap what's going on. Because I've I find that the one-on-one coaching is the best place to really have significant change and growth for an individual. So it's just extraordinary the the things I've been able to do and help people when they they think oh, you know, I, I, I'm not good at this, I'm not good enough, or the self-belief that comes up or lack of, and being able to help build somebody's self-belief back and give them the skills, and often it's just a bit of structure, a bit of accountability, somebody just backing you. The fact that I can give that to people and turn them around is unbelievably rewarding. You can hear it in your voice and you obviously love what you do and obviously in the game of life we don't always get what we want but we do get what we expect. Mm -hmm. Talk us through the great expectations and that aspect of your coaching. Yeah, well, what I found was I really found that expectations from agents no matter what level they're at, whether I'm working with brand new recruits or agents have been in it for a while and growing a team and finding themselves in a leadership position especially, and even the principles that I do one-on-one coaching with, I find that I, I just kept finding that I was hearing the same thing over and over. Like I would have expected that something would have happened or, you know, I'd often get asked the question, am I expecting too much of my team or my sales assistant to be, you know, getting the point boards out before our first open or whatever it might be. It just kept coming up. And to me, the answer was always, yes, you are expecting too much because what I discovered was that there are two types of expectations. We've got our uh, our conscious expectations, you know, the things that we know we expect to happen. And and actually, before I, I go there, I think it's really important that we understand when I was when I've been diving into this over the last few years, that I've become become fascinated by it. I realised that there are two definitions to expectations. One of them is you know expectations around like standards and demands of whether it be customer service or quality uh, or performance. So there's those types of expectations around standards for we, yourself and others. Which we call rules, don't we? We, you know, we just sort of see yeah. them as the rules of operation, don't we? Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what they are. And then the other type of expectations are the expectations you have of, I guess, like the outcome, what you think will be the case somewhere down the line, like what, what you think will happen and how things will be in the future. So there, there's a big difference between the two. And I realise many people that I coach and even just in, this is even like with my friends, my family, like it's coming up everywhere in life that we cannot control what will be really. We can only control our standards of what, we do and our, and our standards for ourselves, the rules of ourselves and the rules of others. That's the only thing we can really have any kind of influence over. And therefore, if we get that right, then the future looks pretty good. So how do we get them aligned, Carolyn? How, how do you coach for the alignment of that? Right. Well, the, the, simple, the simple fact is there are, as I was saying, conscious expectations, things that, we, we, that we're really aware of, they're top of mind. We often articulate those because, you know, they're, they're there. They're just in the, in the conscious. But then there's a whole lot of unconscious expectations, which we don't even know we have sometimes until we find ourselves in a situation where we're either greatly disappointed 
by somebody or something or we feel um, frustrated by somebody in our life or, you know, the feelings of anger, um, unfulfillment, sometimes even I'm not good enough. It all comes from not being super clear and closing the gap between the conscious and unconscious. And so the way I see it, there are kind of three main core elements to this. And the first one is really self-management around expectations, around, you know, do you expect the right thing is for yourself. Is it even possible? I find that a lot of people aren't even honest with what is possible. They're just, especially in the real estate space. You know, I, I actually had an agent, I was helping him with his um, business plan for this year uh, back in January and and he's a sales associate working in a team and his goal last year was to bring in 30 listings to the team. And then when I was setting his plan this year, I said, okay, let's look at where you want to head this year, what do you feel is possible? And we're talking about how many leads and listings he wanted to bring in, and he said 30. And I said, okay, let's have a look at that. And I said, how did you wash up last year? Because I was just going through his stats. And he, he said he brought in five you know, the, the whole year. And so right there in front of me, I'm like, okay, what is going on here? He's got expectations that he can bring in 30, yet he only brought in five. What is that about and how possible is that going to be to, for him to achieve it? And if he doesn't, what does that do to him in terms of the impact it has on his belief in himself, his his fulfilment um, and the lead agent? So I, 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 we we kind of dug into that a bit and what it was, he just, he, he was not being honest with himself. He knew it wasn't possible, but he was just saying it because he thought that's what he had to say. So then, of course, his lead agent's disappointed as well because, well, he set the goal, but he didn't get it. So it just plays up in such a massive way with all of those things. And I also feel that there's a whole difference between the, the planning that you have to put in place to manage your own expectations. Mm. People are just setting goals and they don't put plans and there's no structure and they keep failing. Well, they say a goal without a plan is just a wish, isn't it? So, but this, this is why coaching is so important, isn't it? It's really, it, it's, but the one thing is to set realistic goals as well. And I think unless you've, um, you need buying, as, I, I get that the individual needs to own the goal, um, needs yep. to be able to live it, breathe it, see it, visualize it, and then be able to follow it. But you also need that, that accountability measure as well. I'll call it accountability mm. for want of a better word, but you need that, that person or that coach or that confidant. Um, or that mentor who is going to be that little bit of a um, uh, black needle and is going to yep. test you on that. Is this realistic? Whatever it is. Because yeah, I'm the same with you, Caroline, um, towards the end of last year, I was sort of asking these sorts of questions and getting completely different answers because it was just like, oh, all he wants me to do is just put a number on the piece of paper. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, yep. and so you were talking about the self-management. That was number one. What were the other two of the three steps that you help get your people to align when you're coaching them to – you know, maybe get their expectations more in, in line with reality. Yeah, well, the, the second one really is what Peter mentioned earlier, which is the whole communication piece. Because what I'm finding is everyone's just vague around their expectations. You know, it's I fully believe that you, somebody can perform really, really well if they know exactly what that looks like. If, you know, if they've got the right attitude, of course, and they have the right work ethic, I mean, those two things come before anything. But 
if they don't know what great performance looks like or, and I'm talking in a real estate sense, or just in general, you know, at home with your with relationships at home, if you're not communicating with absolute specifics around what you expect and what that means, then how can anybody ever live up to what you've got happening in your own mind in terms of your expectations. So the communication piece, it's really simple. And this goes for working with clients as well, vendors and buyers. Um, it goes for all of it. It's just absolutely critical that you you really work on your questioning around your specifics and get really, I talk about getting below the surface all the time mm. with great questions. You know, um, for example, let's say with a vendor, you think you're going along really well and you, you maybe you're having your, you know, your weekly catch-up meetings and they're good discussions, but how often does an agent at the end of that meeting ask this simple question just to check the expectations here and make sure we're communicating on an unconscious level almost if it hasn't already come up, the question of, you know, what can I be doing to make this a better experience for you or what what more could I be doing for you as we enter our second week here in the campaign? Simple questions to get specific because you don't know, if you don't know that you're not meeting expectations and some clients won't tell you because they feel it's confrontation, you've got to allow that space for people to get below the surface of what they're thinking. So questions with what, when and how, like really getting deep on that to get specifics and then always going one step further and asking, and what else? And just see what comes up because that's the moment in communicating when you ask that golden question of, and what else, where you see the, <laughs> they pause and they, the, the brain starts ticking over and you realise now they're tapping into something that wasn't there before. Mm. We often talk about that in this podcast is that conversation you have in the doorway it's uh, I, oh and by the way before I go here's what I really needed to sort of find out here's what I was really here to do yes. and it's almost like the first 20 minutes has just been you know nice chatter and nice pleasantries but we never really got anywhere oh before I go one more mm -hmm. thing this is what I really came for and it's almost like you're reverse engineering that and saying well what else what else what else to make sure that nothing's lost in the communication so I love the self-management I love the clear defined communication the purpose of clarity what was the third part uh, the third part for me is just the expectation around performance and commitment to results, really. Yeah. That would be the third one because, uh, again, uh, this, this, is, this is a big thing for me at the moment because I, I coach a lot of agents and no disrespect to leaders and the principals uh, and even lead agents who have a team, I cannot tell you how many times I've come across somebody that I've just started to work with who d does not have a clear job description if they're a sales associate or a, a campaign manager in a team or whatever the role might be. They don't have the clarity around what their job description is. Like they often don't exist, which still blows my mind. Mm. And along with that is what are the expectations in terms of how are you going to measure my performance? How will I know if I'm living up to your expectations and how will you know? And how are we going to have that conversation? So clear, clearly defined details and also making sure that there is a commitment to having regular progress and development meetings, not performance reviews, but regular development 
meetings. So, so what, you, Caroline, what would you what would you call uh, what would you call regular? Because a lot of people mm-hmm. feel that once a month is quite regular. <laughs> what would you? Well, you know what? I actually I think if you're brand new to either a, a new new recruit or brand new to joining a team, for the first six weeks it should be every week. Absolutely, while you're betting down and getting clear on how, how everything rolls. But then I, I'm actually, I feel once a month is good enough at that point because if you are, because you also need time in between these development meetings or development sessions to to be able to focus on whatever new skill set you need or yeah. or fill the gaps of where you're not um, where you're not achieving and maybe there's you've still got to establish some skills. So you do need some time to be able to put things into practice to get some feedback on how they're going and some you know test and measuring what's happening before you you review it again. So I think monthly will be great. You tell me how many yeah. people are doing it monthly. I don't see yeah. it. Yeah actually I sort of was a bit flippant when I said sort of monthly there but actually monthly's not too bad considering some people it's it's actually not even existent. It's never I look at I look at new people and they need to be daily, without a doubt. They need to check in the morning, check in the evening. What do we want? To, what do we want to achieve at the end of the day? What did we achieve, and how are we setting up our day the next day? So I, I'm to- oh, uh, yeah. I'm totally sorry. With you. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, let, I'll shut up. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm totally with you on this. And I, when we first had the conversation about expectations, I absolutely, I, I, I remember just thinking, oh yes, you are so on to exactly what goes on, because. Uh, the day-to-day sort of dealings that I have with agents at the moment, uh, it lead, leads to so much frustration from other people. And I said, well, do they actually know what you're expecting from them? Do they actually know how to actually – first of all, do they know how to do it? And do they know yep. what's the expectation around um, you know, what they do and how they do it? And are they feeding back? Do they need to report back? Um, have you been timely um, and, yes. and direct with them in your feedback about how you want to do it. So all these things, because otherwise it just leads to massive frustration. And if there's no clear, defined, specific arrangements around this is what's expected, here's the behaviours, here's the results we expect, then it just leaves it all out to too many grey areas. It's got to be black and white. We're here because we're here to do, here's, here's what our outcomes are, and you're going to be measured, you're going to be rewarded, you're going to be held accountable to these particular things. So I think what I'm hearing when... I hear you sort of explain it so well. Carolyn, you're talking about expectations can't just be internal to each individual. They've got to be ex- externally known by everybody so that we can all have the sort of um, you know, productive collaboration and the conductive sort of results that we're looking for. Yeah, you said it beautifully. Absolutely, it is that internal versus external for sure. And and the, the whole timepiece. Yeah, that that's just another element to it. Of you know, like I had I had an agent. This is a funny little story. I had an agent who needed a twelve um, month market report done because he wanted to get it out in January, and. The communication, and I know there's a lot of friction in offices between sale, the sales team and then the marketing team, if, if that's the setup in the office. And, you know, he was so frustrated because it took her a week to get the first proof to him and then a week for this. And I said, just, just can I ask you a question? I said, did you have any idea what your deadline was, when you needed it, and did you work it back and help her meet your expectations? And he said, no. Mm. I'm like, okay. 
It's almost, like the couple, it's almost like the couple that aren't sort of communicating. It's almost like if he loved me, he he would know what to mm-hmm. say and do now. Well, it's actually he really doesn't know. <laughs> and if you gave him the expectation of what was required, I mean, heaven help us if there wasn't Valentine's Day because would men buy women flowers? Probably not. <laughs> it's almost like but if it's expected, it'll be done. And the funny thing happens, um, once everyone knows the rules, once everyone understands yeah. the standards, everyone seems to behave accordingly. And it's, as you say, it's about, you know, why you're frustrated with that other person is they're consciously or subconsciously breaking a rule of yours and they didn't even know that rule existed. They so, didn't know it existed, so yeah. So you need There's to a, help that them gap, with that. We've got to close it. Yeah. yeah, so it sounds like that's where you're spending a lot of your time and, and obviously doing it incredibly well, which I think is the, the most fundamentally important thing. Where, yeah. else, well, where else are you seeing the the gaps, Caroline, in uh, – in, in the expectation piece, this is, not, not the generalised gaps. We yeah. can save that for another, you know, three-hour podcast. I but. think, yeah, sure. I think, look, in terms of, it's funny, I just want to just on what Rick just said. I, I have a, had a girlfriend once who was over a glass of wine was just lamenting and complaining about her husband and he just doesn't do enough around the house, all this stuff. The gap here is that she tested him, right? And this is what people do. We test people and go, let's just see if they if they finish it the way I think they should or let's just see if they even think about it. And she let, she had like she had to go out and deliver kids to soccer or whatever and left the, the basket of washing on the dining room table in her head going, I expect that when I get back he would see that and know I want it hung out and hang it out. Mm. And did that happen? No. Mm. And did they have a huge fight? Yes. And you know what he said? He said, hey, I didn't. Know that you expected me to do it. I didn't know what you were doing with it. I didn't know if it had to be hung inside, outside. I said, of course I would have done it. You all you need to do is tell me. me. Yeah. <laughs> all, you, all, all you need to do is give me direction and I would have followed the direction, which is uh, – I think what happens is we use the force to communicate and expect that everyone's got this Jedi night thinking that they can all tune into. I think when Caroline's saying that, what she really means is this, or I think when Rick's saying that, what he really wants Pete to do is that. And realistically, we need to build a bridge, don't we, with clearer yes. communication. I get really excited in in being able to create space for people, okay, so, you know, to help with their with their skills and so forth and, and growth. I mean, that's, that's one of the, uh, the main aims. But then – give them timely and direct feedback. And I think that's where – and what I mean by timely, it's just like, you know, Rick, Rick, Caroline, you know, last week, you know, there was something that sort of didn't gel with me. You know, I didn't really like the way I did this. Or you know, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, you know, sometime sort of sometime sort of mid-gen, uh, this this is what I actually didn't like. And it's like, whoa, 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 have you been – how long have you been carrying Holding this around for? It. So it's not timely. And then – and when it's direct, it's like, oh, I'm not sure. You, you sort of did – you said something like this or there was something you said. What did I actually say and when did I actually say it? So I think there, there's certainly a lot of merit in being timely and direct in feedback. But ultimately it comes yeah. back – Ultimately, it comes back with providing that space, first and foremost, for someone to not trying to catch them. It's not like you're setting a trap or anything like that, but just let them be. And then that's how they're going to be able to grow and, and, and learn the necessary skills. And conversely, Pete, you know, sometimes what happens is in that space, they actually course correct themselves and you've given them that gift without them feeling like you've directed them to any direction that they weren't really ready to go in. They've actually got there themselves, which is always a, a better way for, for sustained growth because you know, then they've learned not so much to be dependent on you giving them the reference point. They've actually found it themselves. And that, I think that's one of the other great gifts of your leadership around that. Caroline, your thoughts? 
Yeah, look, absolutely. And, and Pete's so right about the, the timely feedback. And this is the other thing about expectations. Everyone should expect that they're not the best yet. And so the expectation that I'm great and everything I do is perfect is just setting everyone up for, you know, misery and and frustration and suffering in a way. I think the expectation should be I expect that I'm going to get feedback every day from people around me, whether it be loved ones, principal, clients, and seek out the feedback so that you can be better. Expect that you should be better, you know, like really flipping that one, not expect that they're going to be happy with everything I'm doing. Expect that you could be better and ask it because, as you say, giving that space for that conversation, oh, my God, it's amazing how much that can move somebody from being okay or good to being now on the pathway to being really exceptional at what they do. And and I think that's what it's all about. Yeah, and I think we're all from the real estate space. So, you know, us three collectively would have started our businesses in that sort of scenario where you'd hear in that sales jargon, what sort of a month are you having? Everyone wants to know what sort of a month you're having. And you had to wait for the end of the month to know if you're on track or off track. And I'd go, really, what sort of a month Mm -hmm. am I having? Like, I want to know what sort of a day I'm having. Like, you know, I think if I set my own expectations, my own outcomes, and I can go home and tick those three boxes, then I reckon the month will take care of itself. But I didn't want to wait till the end of the month to find out I was off track. And I needed some feedback from people that would give me that sort of chat every day realistically yes. and then there'll be a time. point yeah in real time and then there was other times to be honest where I might be in the middle of something where I'm just in a real hard run and maybe you know two or three times a week is enough I didn't need it every day type thing so I think that's part of you know being part of a very good team you just lead, you know know how to read your teammates and know when it's the right time to give them a, a pep up when mm-hmm. it's time to hold them accountable to something and ultimately when to just leave them alone let them produce yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. And look, that that goes to the whole thing of really being present, doesn't it? And actually, you know, just not focusing just on you all the time. It's really looking at the collective. What are we all doing? How are we all feeling? You know, just really banding together so that you can expect to be the best team possible if you if you behave like that and care about each other and check in with each other. And it's so just Carol, not happening like enough. Your sort of availability to work with new clients, how would they get in touch with you if they wanted to? And, and I'd implore this upon anyone listening to this, don't just see Caroline as a, just a real estate coach. She's really a life coach. She's really got some great concepts that are going to work across I think a lot of stuff I'm hearing out of you and what I know of you is that it's all universal principles. They're going to work in the professional arena. They're going to work in the personal arena. So if someone did want to get connection with you, how would they do that best? Uh, Just head over to the website beingbold.com.au and, uh, yeah, and just reach out. There's a little form you can fill in and let me know what you're thinking and I'll, I'll be in touch straight away. So, Caroline, that is something I would absolutely recommend to all listeners because you're someone that's only become a great friend of mine and great friend of, of of Rick's as well. But I just I just love your passion, your energy, and every and the way you communicate things. But best of all is the positivity you take into every conversation. It's just you're such a a joy to speak to and 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 to get the insights of of just uh, of what you're hearing and what you're seeing out there. But I know you're someone who just wants the absolute best 
um, for people and that's the ultimate coach to me. Absolutely and that's what you do so well and like everyone we've had on this program for however many episodes now, P23 or whatever, you know, Carolyn's just a real voice of value. We wouldn't have brought it to this audience if we didn't think there would be some absolute content, some real genuine sort of ability to improve your performance and, you know, you've collaborated now with uh, one of our earlier guests from the year, Sharon Trivasta, over the last 24 hours who I think... um, you know, anyone who gets around him knows that he's an absolute genius. You're very good friends with uh, a friend to our program, Paul McGee, who will be listening to this in a slightly chilly Warrington walk that he'll do tomorrow morning. Um, there's, you know, the, you are somebody who the best get around and, and feel better for the exchange as well. And what I know about you, you don't go into these sort of relationships to see what you can get from them. You go in, go in there to give, and you're a giver of the of the highest order. And if you give that, you get the everything that that relationship can provide. Pete. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna spark great. Conversation. Well, I hope it's going to spark great sure. conversations with the listeners around expectations. So, sure. something a great, great conversational piece for for your your wife, your husband, your partner, your significant other, your colleagues, um, your dog, your cat. Yeah, whoever you, <laughs> pet rock, whoever you speak to. But I, I think it is about that sort of, as you say, just my expectations might not match the get person I'm communicating mm. with. So how do we fix that up? And it does get you thinking. That's exactly what it's all about. So, Carolyn, I think it's fair to say that you have really added value to as we knew you would. And, um, you know, we don't think this will be a one-off for uh, 2019. We expect to probably do some more follow-up stuff with you, maybe in fr- from location, on a location somewhere, if we can get you, maybe out on a dog walk. Anything is possible. <laughs> Yeah, as my dogs are barking in the background, absolutely. You're saying, we'll, we'll come and spend work. some time with me, Mum. <laughs> well, Caroline, thank you so much for the gift of your time and, and, and you've been so generous in, in what you've been able to share on Voices of Value and uh, wish you all the very best uh, for being bold and very best for the rest of the year. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And just before I go, Ricky just said you expect I'll be on the program. I'd like some uh, specifics around that when you've got some time. There we go. We'll do our very, very best to uh, just more content and how people can get better at what they do. But uh, I feel like we're married. That's what my wife would say to me. <laughs> I, was just, I was just elaborating on what we've discussed. There we go. About, no. about hey, I'm happy for the learning to get cemented anyway. It needs to be done. Thank you so much, Carol. Thanks, Carol. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Bye. We trust you enjoyed listening to Voices of Value, a shared conversation between Rick Rushton and Peter Kakos. Their views are not necessarily those of the wider world, but they should be. If you're keen to enhance the quality of your life even further in the future, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or your preferred podcast source. Our website is voicesofvaluepodcast.com. And we welcome both your feedback and ratings on the content we provide. Join the conversation again next week when Peter and Rick continue the search for truth, justice and the value-added way. Voices of Value.